And we welcome you to a SummerSlam preview summer edition of This Is Wrestling. It is Lever Sage along with host on CJBQ, Zach McGibbon. Did I say that right? I think you got the gist of it, yeah. What? I was just wondering with the host part. <laughs> yes. Uh, I uh, I am going what? to be making... I know. Isn't that crazy? It's uh, I'm going to be a radio talk show host tomorrow as we're recording. Uh, I'm going to be filling in for our usual guy who's on vacation. And uh, I'm going to host uh, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Uh, tomorrow morning. So uh, I'm pumped up. I'm fired up. 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. That's like, what, when people are getting up in Belleville, they're going home for the day, like, <laughs> what? 10 30 they, they usually wrap things up like a get up at 4 30 in the morning get the farm work done by 10 30 it's time to go home and listen to zach mcgiven on cjbq <laughs> that's that's certainly one way of looking at it i i think it's more uh some people finishing up their drive into work maybe listening in on the radio uh, at work or whatever and Zach, you're uh, going into okay. I, listen, I don't want to give you any advice as a okay. guy, guy that currently does not have a job. Um, <laughs> don't want to be giving any advice to people who have jobs, but obviously in my life, hosted radio program. Yes, are going to be hosting a program that you're going to get a lot of listeners from the Toronto area, the Ottawa area. Because tomorrow's a travel day. It's long weekend, baby. Like, mm -hmm. how are you going to set the mood? How are you going to set the vibe? Like, what's going on on Friday morning that you realize that, like, the most important corporate people in the world, the center of the universe, Trenton, that is, um, <laughs> no, not Toronto, come on, but they're going to be like going through Belleville at that time to get away for the long weekend. Listen, Zach McGibbon, you got to set a vibe. You got music picked out. You got guests. My phone hasn't rang yet. Like what <laughs> is going on? Uh, we do have guests. I have a three confirmed interviews, one that's kind of pending right now, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be three. Um, and, uh, yeah, we've got some topics. So it's going to be more locally focused. So more on the Quinney region, but we'll touch on some of the other stuff, uh, that's going around. We'll probably touch on the Trump stuff that's going on and, uh, we'll touch a little bit on the Trudeau stuff, I believe. So, uh, Fuck. okay. But do me a favor. Like, I'm not, I want to tell you how to do your job. I know you want to make your, your bosses happy and you're the usual guy happy. You're setting the vibe for a long weekend. People are coming right. to Prince Edward County. People yeah. are coming to Belleville. You you better have like a wine connoisseur, a beer enthusiast. You got to have a, a cider person. Like you mm -hmm. think about all the different possibilities yeah. that are happening on a long weekend in your area. That's true. You got, do you got music picked out? Uh, there are, There is ideas for music picked out, yes. Right. Uh, there's also. Uh, can, uh, there's, is it Pantera Walk? <laughs> oh, it should be. Oh. It should be after Wednesday. Um, but uh, yeah, there's uh, there is stuff we 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 do have uh, a guy from the uh, uh, Nature Conservancy of Canada that's going to be on tomorrow. Uh, that's going to be promoting an event. Uh, Sorry, initiative. I, I, I fell asleep in the description of the title. Sorry. <laughs> Promoting an uh, initiative. It's going to be, uh, you know, kind of uh, showcasing nature and helping some biologists. I think it'll be really cool. And it's a very easy event to take part in. Um, oh, you're so well-rounded, eh? Nature <laughs> enthusiasts. Like, I'd be doing like, oh, my God, this is my chance. People are coming to the area. It's the long weekend. I'd be playing... Old Ricky Martin living La Vida Loca, setting a, <laughs> setting a nice vibe. Yeah. For all the people coming to the area to have a good time for the long weekend. Yeah. 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 With, I mean, all I right. will say this for our wrestling audience, for our wrestling audience, there is a wrestling guest on the show. Uh, I can confirm that as well. It's for the show that's happening in Tyndanega. Uh, and I'm going to be having on Jan Murphy. You may recognize that name. You may have seen his uh, articles in the sun interviewing some, yeah, some wrestlers and, uh, he's promoting chin lock in Ty and Danega, So we're going to have him on to kind of finish off the show. Um, we're also going to talk a little bit of football. We've got the uh, president of the Quinty Skyhawks coming on the U14 and U16, 
uh, tackle football teams have made it to the championship finals in their respective uh, divisions. And so uh, we're going to talk about that, those big games coming up on the weekend as well. So we got a little bit of everything coming up on the show tomorrow. And by a little bit of everything, you mean hardly anything. Oh, come on. Oh, Zach. <laughs> like, I'm waiting for my phone to ring. Zach, like, you better be I, – I want the number to call in. Like, I, I, I might just surprise you in the middle of the show. You never know. I mean, but the, the number is tough, out there. You got the number tough, is out there. You got a tough producer, probably. You've, you've, you've got them all lined up going, don't be falling for anyone calling yeah. me. <laughs> Okay. Gonna, who's gonna the producer? Scour the phone lines. Who's the producer? Uh producer. Uh, are you from a technical standpoint or from yeah, uh, like who, who do I have to pass through to get through to you on the air? That's what I want to know. Tomorrow will be uh, Brian DeCare, who usually does the morning show for on CJBQ. Uh, he's also filling in for the usual producer, Ted Bradford. Oh, so he has no idea what he's doing. He won't get in trouble for letting me through. That's fantastic. <laughs> I, I don't think that's how it works. No, I don't think that's how it's going to work. But uh, Zach, he's done the show a few times. Again, so. again, Zach, you're forgetting <laughs> how influential and how powerful I can be, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting through on that show tomorrow. You're going to get on the show somehow, some way? Yep. Invited or not oh, invited. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's no text board, so you can't text into the show. Okay, well, good luck, Zach. I hope it all works out. <laughs> By the time people are listening to this, you'll have, like, bombed your first show and then feel really yep. good about yourself. Oh, it'll be okay. great. I can't wait. <laughs> it'll be great. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and yes, uh, if, if people aren't able to catch it live, there will be a replay uh, up online afterwards. If people, are listening, around. if people are listening tonight or mm -hmm. tomorrow morning and they want to call in, can they? Uh, there is. there. I, I am thinking about doing a call-in segment. Uh, I will leave it at that. Uh, so you'll have to tune into CJBQ to see if the call-in segment happens. What time? I'll keep you on edge. Uh, probably around the early 9 o'clock hour is probably when I'm going to start. Uh, just based on the plans I have. Well, no, no. well we're going to be, be talking about sandbanks. I, I know that. So we're going to be talking about sandbanks. It's quite busy there. What's kind of going on at sandbanks? Um, that's the interview I'm trying to nab, uh, try and get more information. But uh, we'll kind of do a call-in segment in terms of uh, people that are taking part in Sandbanks and uh, if they're able to get through and how much uh, Sandbanks has changed the last couple of years. It's all so popular. Every time I go to their Twitter, it's always sold out. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it really is. Okay, good luck with the show. And um, hmm, I don't know if I'll have to do a call-in segment like at 1045. <laughs> but uh, don't don't be playing your like whatever interviews you have. Do not stack them up in your last segment. That's all I'll say. Yes, uh, they are spread out evenly. Excellent, Zach. That's a good host. Um, <laughs> before we get to obviously SummerSlam this weekend, Saturday night, and uh, predictions and looking forward to the future of what the WWE is going to do, do want to send a massive congratulations. And shout out to our good friends, Gord St. Dennis and Kimberly Johnson, who just had their first baby girl and could not be happier for the two of them. Uh, Gord's a huge listener and supporter of the show and texted me within like an hour or two and said meet josephine joey claire st dennis yeah it was born yesterday morning at 8 24 in the morning wow. so uh congratulations to our good friends i should say you know gordy and kim are both of our our friends but uh we know gord very well and um he's been preparing for this for a long time talked to him in the lead up and he was well we told you about the story about his like the guy had about 18 house problems and his father-in-law tearing a MCL and like everything breaking at the same time, you know, three weeks before the baby's coming. Yep. And he finally kind of settled down from that and, and got everything done. And, you know, I think he got yes dear down very well uh, <laughs> in, in the last couple of weeks beforehand, uh, no matter what was happening. And now proud parents, which is, which is awesome. Uh, yeah. 
couldn't happen to two nicer and hardworking people and um you know ruling kingston on the radio on television and now in the hospitals so good for them yeah. uh c- c- congratulations and uh we can't wait to to meet her and to see how big of a wrestling fan that joey in quotes josephine claire st dennis but joey joey's going to be a wrestling nerd <laughs> and we're, she's going to be indoctrinated by Gord in terms of right? uh, being a wrestling fan, of course. And again, in one of their first dates, and I'm not telling stories out of school, I think Gord has said this, he took Kim to the CTC to watch a house show. Yep. And she went and stayed with him. <laughs> right? Yeah. Seriously. Like, incredible. Anyway, congratulations to those two and we look forward to uh meeting joey or josephine st dennis uh, coming up in the future all right zach SummerSlam, 2023 so you ready you pumped you excited you hyped i uh i'm i'm getting ready i guess i don't know if pumps is the right word it's it's certainly going to be a big event, and I'm sure the matches. There are some matches on here I I am looking forward to, um, but uh, I don't know if pumped is the right word. I am intrigued about some matches, though. Okay, well, what are you intrigued about? Because you being intrigued with anything with the WWE is like <laughs> me being intrigued by a nature enthusiast coming on your program tomorrow. <laughs> Um, I am intrigued about uh, from an in-ring standpoint, Gunter and Drew McIntyre. Um, that match, uh, we kind of talked about before. That's a match I'm really looking forward to on the card. I think Ricochet versus Logan Paul is going to be, uh, quite a fun match, uh, between those two. Um, and I'm intrigued on the Roman Reigns, Jey Uso stuff only because I, I, I am wondering if they decide they're going to put the belt on Jey Uso. I'm not saying I think it's going to happen, but I think it's a stronger possibility than, uh, than, than maybe people think just the way that the storyline has developed over the last couple of weeks. Um, so from that standpoint, I am intrigued and whatever tribal combat will be, I'm sure it'll just be like a no holds barred match. Um, but uh, those are some of the matches that have got me intrigued. Uh, other ones, I look at this card and uh, you know, Cody and Brock, there's no stipulation, which I'm surprised about, but uh, I, I would imagine Cody would win that uh, to kind of continue his story. Um, and, you know, R- Rousey and Baszler in an MMA rules match, you take it or leave it at this point. Leave it. Yeah, very much leave it. Um, we got the Slim Jim Battle Royal. Get excitedly. The Slim Jim Battle Royal. What will happen with LA Knight in the Battle Royal? Will he get eliminated and lose again is uh, something that I think uh, people will be discussing. But this card, I mean, I think there's some good matches on here in ring quality uh, wise storyline wise. There are some things that have me intrigued as compared to some of the other shows. And I think in front of a big crowd, like they will in Detroit, I I think there could be something here uh, for, for maybe one of WWE's better shows. And WWE has had some good PLEs. I won't say great, but better than I would have thought. And this one, I think could be one of those where, uh, if everything kind of delivers to where I think it could, this could be something where, you know, WrestleMania night one this past year was a lot of fun. That was a really good show, actually. Um, it could get close to that level. Um, and so there are some things that are intriguing for me. Others, you know, take it or leave it. But uh, but we'll go through it. Uh, it it's, it's certainly an interesting card. So let's, uh, I agree. It's probably the card I'm looking forward to the most this calendar year. Mm-hmm. in the wwe so it doesn't mean it's on the level of some of the other like AEW pay-per-views for me but mm-hmm. i am intrigued as to a couple of things so let's take this a couple of ways and we're going to start at the top and we're going to work backwards and we're going to work backwards from i don't know like seven months from now eight months from now and I'll have to start the conversation like I always do. Do you believe that Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns will be wrestling for the title at WrestleMania? Yes. 
Okay. So let's work backwards from there and go, why on earth would you put the belt on Jey Uso in between that? Mm -hmm. So I, I say no chance mm -hmm. that that happens. Um, because I think when they're building Cody up, and Cody will beat Brock Lesnar, unless they do a fourth installment, which I think would be really stupid, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them. Uh, it just depends on what is next for Cody to get there. So if we work backwards from that working theory that Roman and Cody are going to wrestle at WrestleMania, which I believe that's going to happen as well. It's like, how do we get there? Mm -hmm. So couple things could happen. I think I'm leaning more towards this feud continuing and Jimmy turning on Jay coming up at the pay-per-view in tribal combat, tribal rules, whatever you want to call it. No, no disqualification. Jimmy comes in and obliterates Jay and you're going to have Jay and Jimmy for the next little while. I also think you could have Solo be that in-between guy and kind of wander over to the side of Jay for a while and have Jimmy and Roman and Solo and Jay. You could do that. Not my favorite thing in the world. But what I will tell you is I still think if I work backwards that if Cody is going to wrestle Roman at WrestleMania, He's going to have to overcome what I think is his biggest obstacle. I think his biggest obstacle isn't going to be in the next four months. I think it's going to be between the Rumble and WrestleMania because the family is going to end up back together again. Mm -hmm. So if that happens, I just can't see Jey Uso winning. But I also, and I think I told you this last time, I, th I still see Jay as kind of the main event guy going up against Cody after WrestleMania, where Cody's got to go through the rest of the family once Roman takes time off. That next summer is all about Cody versus Jay, Cody versus Jimmy, Cody versus Solo. I, I know you might not like to hear that, but kind of believe that that's going to happen now there are some things that could turn that so let's talk about them sure do you think we see the rock coming up this weekend no i don't see the rock at all coming in okay i think it's a possibility but i don't think it's a big possibility i think it's mm -hmm. i think it's slight because i don't think you want to bring him in to tease something that's going to happen in seven months I think it's too long a period of time. So I guess I'm I'm telling you that I I ultimately think that Jimmy's going to come in and turn on Jay and that's how Roman's going to keep the title. And you're still going to see somewhat of a civil war, Jimmy and Roman on one side, Jay on one side and Solo in in the middle and maybe siding towards Jay before going back to the family eventually. That's how I kind of see it playing out. What about you? I've heard that uh, scenario that you outlined be presented. I personally would would just not be a, a fan of that. But having seen how the WWE audience has reacted to that storyline, I think that would be something that would be well-received in terms of continuing the storyline. Because we've talked about how this storyline has done a lot for the company from a television rating standpoint. Uh, popularity standpoint so i i think that is definitely something that it's pretty clear to me that if you're going to get to cody and roman you have to keep that bloodline angle going to keep any sort of a peak and, and, and make it a stronger peak from the wrestlemania before so uh i could see them extending this and, and doing as you sort of outlined i'm personally 
would not be a big fan of the solo Sokoa stuff in terms of laying in the middle and where he's going to go. But again, I look at the WWE audience and I think, again, they would also react pretty positively to this. Um, you know, there could be a stipulation where maybe if they really wanted to tease it, they could do like a special guest referee thing where it's Jey Uso on one side, Jimmy Uso on the other. Solo Sokoa is the special guest referee and he could choose his alliance there. And then you could have a tag match later on. Yeah. Um, those are stuff that I could see happening. Um, it's not something I would be looking forward to again, but that's something that if they want to extend this thing and, and they want to keep the gravy train rolling, uh, that's something they could do. So what are other angles? So what are other possibilities from you? I mean, they could, to me, from a story perspective, I, I think they've hit a, a peak again. Uh, I, I think they're 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 running on fumes on this personally, and that they put the belt on Jay. This has been a three year story, and uh, this could be a good culmination moment. Um, I say this very well, knowing that that could impact any sort of match between Cody and Roman at WrestleMania. But sometimes you, ha- it's one of those deals that we talked about with Sami Zayn. Sometimes you got to strike while the iron is hot. Now, and I I do wonder if Jay Uso, even if he gets involved with any sort of turn where Jimmy Uso turns on Jay and that sort of stuff where he could reach that sort of level again, where he could be competitive. And, and now, and I'm not saying that he wouldn't be booked like such I'm saying from, and, and this is all just a feeling, I guess it's, you can't put anything, uh, a quantitative uh, element to it, but I, I, I wonder if this is a Jay Uso peak in terms of like, this is the time to strike. This is the time to, capitalize um and and granted this is something this is some uncharted territory for wwe when it comes to their long-term storytelling something going on this lawn um so it's something where personally i would just get the belt on jay uso and you end this bloodline thing but i don't see wwe doing that i think they still see some money and they're going to try and get as much squeeze out of the sponge on this story as much as they can so I think that Jimmy Uso's storyline, as you outlined, is probably the way to go. Having said that, you kind of outlined maybe uh, The Rock shows up in some semblance. I, I think it's more of a possibility that Jey Uso wins the title than The Rock showing up, personally. Um, but that the, the Rock is always going to be that over that hanging figure over this storyline. Because, uh, again, one of the biggest stars in wrestling history and one of the biggest storylines in WWE history it's there's just a natural connection there. So it, it, it's, it's, I, I think your plan, how you outlined it is probably the way they're going to go. Yeah. I look, and then the next question becomes, let's say that Jay wins the title and Roman wins it back soon. Mm-hmm. Like within, I don't know. Do they even wait till the next pay-per-view? Do they do it on a SmackDown to pop a rating? Um, but let's say that happens, okay? Let's say, I don't know when their pay-per-view is in September, but um, let's say that by the middle of September, the belt is back on Roman, and it was on Jay for six weeks. Mm-hmm. Does that, for you personally, does that take away anything when Cody Rhodes steps in the ring with Roman Reigns at WrestleMania? My initial reaction would be yes. Um, there, there could be a way they could book that where, you know, Roman is 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 pissed about losing the belt to to Jay and and losing that title as Tribal Chief and all that jazz. Um, I, there could be a way to rebuild him as like a stronger being because, and it shows that he is mortal, I guess. Um, th- there is a way, but my initial reaction would be yes. If if they are going to do Cody and, and Roman at mania next, next year. I happen to agree. I yeah. can be, ta- I can be talked into that not being the case, but it would have to be really, really great storytelling and even though the bloodline has told a great story, 
and I, they've done way more than I thought with captivating the audience on the slow build. I just, I don't have enough faith that they would be able to do that for me. Mm-hmm. That if Roman lost, I don't know, like y- you certainly could do it that if Jay ended up back in the family and Jay had beat Roman for the title, Jay be the only one that had held the title uh, after Cody wins it. It's a natural way to get Jay right back into a main event feud after WrestleMania if Roman takes some time off. Um, as the the only other guy that's held that title, so there there's a way, but I would agree. I, I think it takes away a little bit from Rocky climbing the steps, right? It's like yep. whether it's Apollo Creed or whether it's Drago, if like Drago never lost, yeah, before Rocky beat him. Mm-hmm. And if he had, it would have been like, okay, cool. You're running in Siberia and you're training and you beat a guy that's already lost. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't. And I say the Rocky thing because it's in Philadelphia, because I really think they're going to build Cody Rhodes up to be Rocky. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I truly, truly do. And I think what's really impressed me about the way they've told the story, and you're not going to like to hear this, okay. when you when you say that they've missed their peak, I would have thought there was a possibility because Cody didn't win this past WrestleMania that, boy, a whole year is a long time to go without a crowd turning on you. If you're trying to be the big baby face and you're mm-hmm. trying to be, and especially in a feud with Brock Lesnar and people like Brock Lesnar, even though he can be a heel, doesn't matter. People have a lot of respect for that guy. And he's a pretty easy guy to cheer for, especially if you're trying to hate on the other guy. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm actually a little bit surprised how over Cody is while wrestling a guy that I don't think Brock Lesnar's hated. I think he does, you know, heel, things and people boo him because he does heal things but he's not he's not a hateable guy like i i don't look at him coming out and go like that's a true heel in every sense of the word right and when that happens i thought there was a big danger for you know and, and maybe they wouldn't care but that people would start to feel about cody like they felt about john cena right you're pushing them you're pushing them you're pushing them I kind of don't need this in my face every day. Yeah. But they're not doing that. Man, is the crowd behind that guy. Mm -hmm. And that was my one worry when I told you that this would last a long time and it was the right call to have Cody lose and they would build it up for the next WrestleMania and it would be much bigger and better and they didn't miss their peak. They didn't miss the right opportunity, Zach. They're still waiting for it, and they're going to get there. But my worry was along the way that the crowd would turn a little bit. I'm not worried about that anymore. Because I think of any time they would have, it would have been a few months after WrestleMania, going up against the guy for the third time that people, they don't like, but they don't hate mm-hmm. in Brock Lesnar. But they're not doing that. And so I'm, I'm more convinced than ever that they're going to run this Cody thing all the way to WrestleMania. Yeah. So... Okay, so we both kind of agree on how the main event is going to go. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Cody and Brock. Uh, I got two questions for you. Sure. I I don't think either of us believe that Cody's going to lose. Um, no. If he does lose, okay. Like, I again, you can sell me on it because it's still a long way in the underdog and if he loses, you're going to get Cody and Brock again because Cody can't lose to him and the feud's over. Right. So, so you're going to get more of Cody and Brock and do we need, like if you're building it up at SummerSlam, it's like that when they, what was it called? WrestleMania revenge pay-per-view or what was it? I don't, I can't remember what it was called, but it was the pay-per-view after WrestleMania where Mm -hmm. all the same WrestleMania matches happened. Yeah. WrestleMania backlash. 
Backlash. Yes. The only backlash was from people like me who think you're an idiot for doing this. Okay. But what I can tell you that I don't need is I don't need Cody and Brock in a cage or in some stupid stipulation match for as a pay-per-view in September. Mm-hmm. I do not need that. This this better be the end. And so I'll go with common sense here that this is going to be the end and that Cody's going to win. My questions for you are, number one, what is the next big obstacle when you go from Brock Lesnar and then you have the sandwich part before you get to Roman Reigns? You can't be hitting me with more Dom Mysterios. <laughs> no, right? for sure. I can't even believe they did that. But <laughs> you can't be hitting me with that in September and October and November for Cody Rhodes. So the first question I have for you is, what is the next major obstacle for Cody Rhodes? And then number two, how do you, where does Brock Lesnar go? How do you, how do you save Brock so that he's still compelling television after this? I could see, I've kind of called for this match for a while. I could see a Cody Gunter match and feud. I would even argue that if you really want to push Cody and you want to make that main event at WrestleMania, I think you would have to strongly consider if Cody beating Gunter for the Intercontinental Championship so that he could conquer another obstacle, have him defend the belt, uh, kind of like how Gunter did have these great matches, culminating into an Intercontinental Champion, Cody Rhodes versus... uh WWE undisputed universal champion Roman Reigns at Mania, similar to what they did at WrestleMania six with Hogan and warrior. Um, that's something that I could see happen um, because otherwise, if it's not Gunter, I look at this roster and maybe you can do some intermediary feuds with like a drew McIntyre, or you could throw them in there with the Sheamus um guys that we've seen in the last couple of months where they just beat the crap out of each other and that works really well for Cody where he's just kind of the baby face in peril he's take, getting the crap beat out of him the big problem obviously with that with the McIntyre Sheamus is that both I definitely McIntyre baby face so you would have to try and find a heel run out of it but to me I think you would ultimately have to do a Cody Gunter match and have it be for the Intercontinental Championship and then you would have Cody win the Intercontinental belt, have him defend the title, have him put on these matches, and then ultimately challenge Roman at the end. Um, that could be something as well as as you kind of follow on because you can only beat up a babyface so many times, and we're kind of seeing this a little bit with LA Knight to an extent where you can only beat somebody so many times when they have momentum before you lose the audience and they don't believe he's going to win, and you're and you're too late. And so... Uh, at this point, you got to give the audience something. You got, I, that's why I think Cody has to win this match. I think you're tempting fate if you're going to try an additional Cody Rhodes Brock Lesnar match. I am surprised this isn't a stipulation match. Um, but I think you're tempting fate if you're going to try one more Brock match. And I think you have to give those crumbs along, along the way because that way the crowd could still be behind Cody Rhodes on his ascent back against Roman Reigns in the main event. So, uh, I could see a Gunter match in the future and have him win the Intercontinental belt. Okay, I like the idea. Um, I think as Gunther comes up, and I think he's close to the honky-tonk man now, mm-hmm. um, and he's going to pass the honky-tonk man, he's going to be the greatest Intercontinental champion of all time. The only thing I guess I would worry about that is he is bringing that belt back to prestige. And if Cody Rhodes wins it and then challenges for the world title, has that belt lost the prestige that Gunther has built up in it after after they do a tournament or something after WrestleMania? That's fair. No? Like, I, I don't know if that's... Are you taking away from the belt? Maybe. But Cody overcoming that obstacle... And not getting beat down every week, I actually really like. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the other thing too is like almost immediately I would I mean it sounds like Randy Orton's coming back at some point. Please don't goof around with him as a baby face hanging out with Matt Riddle and RK Bro and had its had its time. But I think Cody Rhodes beating Randy Orton for Randy Orton coming back. They were in legacy together. Um you got the generational wrestlers. There's some storylines there. A lot of people consider maybe you don't. I, I don't know if I do either. But certainly a lot of people think that Randy Orton is one of the greatest uh, over the course of the last 20 years to have done mm-hmm. it for as long as he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for Cody Rhodes to put that notch in his belt by beating Randy Orton, um, I could see. Because I think there's some really built-in good storylines there. Um, so I I think I like I like the Randy Orton thing a little bit to carry a few months, mm-hmm. and then and then I like the Gunther idea kind of leading up to WrestleMania. But I guess I I then. I then wonder how you're going to get the winner of the Rumble. Like, does Cody have to go in and win the Rumble again mm-hmm. to get a shot at Roman? Or is he already going to have a shot at Roman and the winner won't be allowed to challenge Roman? Well, I, I, would I, think, I would think the winner would then challenge for that WWE title, or sorry, the World Heavyweight Championship that whomever will hold it at that point, if it's Seth still or whoever, whoever may challenge for that belt, I would think. Okay, but logistically and, and from common sense, that doesn't make any sense because mm-hmm. it isn't the most prestigious belt. And if you win the Royal Rumble, shouldn't you know you get the main event of WrestleMania and you're challenging for a secondary title? Mm-hmm. Oh, I common don't disagree. Sense. I don't disagree. It's just something that WWE would do, though. That's the thing. So okay, and now the other thing too is, I know you might hate this, but. Could you see your idea happening not with Gunther but with Austin Theory? Oh, mm. I wouldn't like it as much with Austin Theory. I don't think it would make. I mean, I I I think I see where you're coming from in the sense that the audience is way way more behind Cody than Austin Theory at this point, and it would do something for that U S championship. If Cody held on to it and you could do something. You could try and play into the history of the U S belt. Cause Cody loves his history of wrestling. He loves his NWA. He yep. loves his WCW. And so the U S belt would definitely fit into that history as well. Um, but I, I think it'd be more impactful if it was Gunter, just the way that he's been portrayed and the way that he's been built up to me in terms of, if you want to get back to that peak, which you know, I I will I will reiterate. I still think they missed it. But if you're going to try and reach back to that peak and you're trying to continue that ascent, you do have a guy that you've built up for quite a long time. And Gunter, as you mentioned, getting close. If not, it's going to beat the uh, hockey talk man's record, which he will. Um, and and you have him kind of overcome that, a long reigning champion. Um, and then you kind of continue that path forward. Uh, over to Roman Reigns. I think it'd be much more impactful if he did that for Gunter than if he did that to Austin yeah. Theory. And, and I don't disagree with everything that you're saying, but I I also think that people like Gunther as well. Mm-hmm. They like Imperium. And I wonder with the history, exactly what you just said, the history of the U.S. Heavyweight Championship, it restores... Like right now, we like you probably even forgot about it. Like with Austin Theory in the U.S., but like it just doesn't matter whatsoever. Yeah, and and so you have that, and and you go, okay, I can put some prestige and honor on this championship, and make that championship so relevant that it's around Cody Rhodes's waist. And then he has that as he challenges Roman Reigns. But 
I don't know. Like, how do you lock in that match? I hope he doesn't have to win the Rumble again. And the other thing I think with Gunther is I think he is showing that once he passes the Honky Tonk Man and greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time, he needs to be in the discussion for the Heavyweight Championship. Mm -hmm. And the only way you're going to do that is to to somehow take the Intercontinental Belt off of him. Um, I actually wouldn't be surprised to see if Gunther lost the belt to Cody to go in the Rumble and win the Rumble and challenge for that other title. Mm-hmm. Um, which I wouldn't think would be a horrible plan either. But um, I just, as you said, he loves his history, uh, the lineage, and the Intercontinental belt has already been made back up to more prestigious than it's been in a very long time. The U.S. belt means nothing. You put that belt on Cody Rhodes and now he's going to beat a whole bunch of people along the way to get to his world heavyweight championship shot. That I think you could make the belt mean more. Even to me, same scenario, have the tournament for the U.S. belt after Cody holds it for six months. Mm-hmm. It's still more prestigious when people are fighting for it in a tournament when Cody Rhodes has had it and now Cody Rhodes is the world heavyweight champion and the U.S. title is in a tournament. Because, right, if they held a tournament tomorrow for the U.S. title, I, I might not even watch. <laughs> yes. Right? It, it so, do, really doesn't matter, you know? Okay, so how do you make the most belts matter? But I do like your idea um, of beating Gunther because he's your most made star, but you're going to put Cody over to the moon anyway. Okay, you didn't answer my, how do we say Brock Lesnar here? I, I think Brock at this point is somebody that will kind of keep his heat no matter what. Uh, I think the appeal is Brock Lesnar is on TV. I think a loss here to Cody will be fine for him. I think he's a guy that he's in his mid-40s, so you're not going to get much more years in terms of prime Brock Lesnar left. So I think at this point, what you have left with Brock on his contract is to utilize him to put other people over. So I think it's okay in the sense of Brock that he takes this loss to Cody uh, and, and, and he'll be one of those guys where even if he loses, they'll find a way to just say, Oh my God, this, this maniac Brock Lesnar, this, this physical specimen is, is back and re wreaking havoc and that sort of stuff. I think he's a guy that's going to be okay in the long run. Yeah, but what are they going to do? Like, what's his next step? I don't disagree, but does he go after Seth Rollins? Does he re-engage with Bobby Lashley? Like, what? I don't know. What what do they do with Brock Lesnar after this? Uh, I think it's one of those options you mentioned. I think they're they could look back into a a Bobby Lashley feud, which I know you'd be uh, a thousand percent excited excited Thrilled. about. I mean, that's your WrestleMania main event right there. Um, so, I mean, that's something they could you know re-explore. You look at the last match, and it wasn't very definitive, and they kind of left the door open for another match. So, um, so I could see them kind of exploring that at this point with Brock. I, I think he's a guy that if there's somebody you you want to put him in there with in terms of like elevating somebody. And I can't tell you which, who that person would be because it's, they haven't really established other people for that. There there's people, there's wrestlers on the roster that they want to, to take that next step. But in terms of actually being pushed, I mean, if you want to do a freak show wrestling match, like just a freak show match, you could sell a Brock Lesnar versus Logan Paul match uh, at Saudi Arabia somehow. And I think that would have that uh, that intrigue of like, this is a match I would have never expected. How is this going to play out this physical specimen and Brock face it off against Logan Paul? Like, that's a, a match I could see where it's sort of an attraction because that's what Brock is at this point. Um, that could be something you kind of could keep a, 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 a tag on. So, Okay, I love that. I also heard some comments. Uh, lately that Gunther thought that Brock Lesnar was the guy he needed to face. Mm-hmm. 
That's um, also a good one. I would I would very much love to see that match. So could you work that in? Maybe. Uh, but I agree with you. I don't think a loss here um, hurts Brock Lesnar all that much. He's built up enough cred that he's still an attraction mm -hmm. um, when he comes out and what they're going to do with him. I think they, uh, I like the Logan Paul idea. Uh, I happen to like the Gunther idea as well as yep. those two guys. And I'd like to see at some point, you mentioned Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, but they are in this lost, like, what are they called? The brawling brutes? Yes. They are just the brawling losers. Like, <laughs> yes. all, all they do is lose every week. And it's like, do you understand that it's Pete Dunn and Sheamus? Like, I and, and the other guy name escapes me. Um, oh, uh, in the funny yeah. hat, uh, Rich yeah. Holland, yeah, Who, who's no good, but the other two are like really good, yeah. and all they do is go out on TV and lose to worse people every week. <laughs> it's like, what, yeah, now, now Pete Dunn's losing to Dom Mysterio and. Like what? I, I just I, I can't handle it. So um, until they get them out of this death trap that they're in, it's great to say that people should go up against Sheamus or but they got no credibility right now. Yeah. So, and I'm starting to get worried about Kevin and Sammy as well. Yeah. Well, Kevin's um, hurt, I think. He's not on the card because he's legitimately injured. So. Yeah, I, I know he is. But then you get Sammy out, and Sammy's losing every week to people in singles matches. And, like, uh, I, I don't know. I just don't uh, I don't get it. Um, it just frustrates me a lot. Uh, let's talk about a couple other matches. Um, you mentioned Logan Paul and Ricochet. I think that there's... Logan Paul is an attraction that I want to see. Mm -hmm. Now, in I don't know why they're doing this with Ricochet. I guess because they think in the ring, Ricochet is going to be able to keep up and he's going to be able to help him a little bit. Um, there's no way Logan Paul doesn't win this match, right? Oh, oh Logan Paul's winning this for sure. Yeah. I, I, I'd be stunned if Ricochet won this. I mean, they've, they've tried before, and I say tried in quotation in the sense that they try to push him in the classic WWE doesn't know what they're doing sort of push um, in the past. And I just think they've kind of, they understand with Ricochet, he's a guy, he's very athletic. And he, as you mentioned, he could be a guy that can put on a very athletic performance with Logan Paul, who's also an athlete. Um, if we get that spot again in the Rumble where the two just collide in the middle of the ring, one of the most awesome, dumb spots I've ever seen in pro wrestling, um, then I'm all for it. Uh, I, I'm all for that. And it could just be a nice little athletic showcase and get some new eyeballs on Ricochet. I mean, if there's anything about Ricochet, whenever he goes in there, he's always somebody that I'm always, I always say, man, like, how can they never figure this guy out? This guy's so good in the ring. And I know he's not strong in other elements, but sometimes it's just like, it just kind of blows me away how, how much how much he's not a bigger star personally, but um, I, I think this will just be a fun athletic showcase between these two guys. Yeah, he's awkward to watch on television when he speaks. Yeah, uh, and so they they've needed to correct that for a long time, but to enhance, like, make sure that his in ring skill is enhanced. And I wouldn't even put it past to have him like not talk at all to have somebody out there doing all of his talking for him and just going out there and performing and being a hell of a performer. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to do that much to be evil, right? Like I, I actually, and not to turn the conversation, but I, I watched um, Takeshka this week mm -hmm. with Chris Jericho. And I'm like, the guy never says a word and they turned him into a star. Like an American star. I know he was a, a star before that, but yep. like they've turned him so that he's a very relevant character, not just another guy mm -hmm. on American television, and he doesn't talk. So you can do it. You just have to understand what you're working with, and they haven't done that with Ricochet. Um, I'm underwhelmed at one of the... Like, if you told me that Oscar and Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair 
were wrestling in the triple threat for the championship, I'd be like, okay, like, let's go. And I could, couldn't be less excited. <laughs> yeah. The build, the buildup's been terrible. Um, if I never, ever, 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 ever see a match with two people who are going to be wrestling each other in the future, taking on a real tag team and one person tagging in to get the, to get the pin and like, Hey, what are you doing? I had this match under control. I can't believe you <laughs> tagged in. And like, I'm mad at you, even though we won. Like, it's just the stupidest thing ever. Stop <laughs> doing this, companies. Stop oh, it. It's the but, worst. But, but it's they the did. Worst. Right. But they did it again. Uh, I couldn't be. I should be excited for this match, and I'm not. Uh, yeah. But But I hope. I hope what it is is a redirection for Charlotte Flair and a full redirection for Bianca Belair. For sure. Yeah, this and, has just been something in terms of like heat-wise has just been so lackluster, as you mentioned. And it's just Bianca feels lost. Asuka doesn't feel as hot as she was a couple of years ago when Charlotte Flair is certainly a wrestler that not everybody loves uh, in the WWE fan base. So it's just you get all that together and it just makes this big old bowl of meh. Uh, on the card, which it shouldn't be because of the in-ring ability of all three of these women in the ring. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. So I think what I'd like to see in this match, I think I'd like to see, bear with me, Bianca win. Okay. And finally, like in a really good match, not a lot of shenanigans. Bianca Belair wins the match and wins the title. And EO Sky cashes in and comes in and beats Bianca again. So she has even more reason. Now she's completely pissed because she keeps getting, and now you see her go and get into a feud with EO and sort of aligning herself with what it looks like the Street Profits are doing in Bobby Lashley. And you're going to get a whole, I want to say a whole uh, group, but because it wouldn't be the same, but it it feels to me like it's the same as to what, um, uh, why am I blanking on uh, Judgment Day? Are doing are doing right now. You get Bobby Lashley. You got the Street Profits. You got Bianca Belair. It's actually, um, I don't personally think that Bobby Lashley is a strong enough guy up top. But I would again get MVP or somebody to talk for him. But he can be the leader of the group. You got the Profits as the as the tag team that can go and win the tag team championship. You got Bianca that can actually bring the title home like Rhea has done and be a huge focal point of the group like Rhea is. I actually think that group has as much or more potential than Judgment Day does. Yep. And, and they're pushing Judgment Day to the moon. But the one thing they've done is, other than put Don Mysterio in my face every week, <laughs> and, and I still think it's awkward with Damian Priest, and I don't see Finn Balor as a big star. I want to. I love him but I don't see him as a big star. I think if done the right way, Bobby Lashley could be pushed as a big star with the people that are underneath them. You might hate them, but you know they're legitimate. As you know, the profits are legitimate. You know, Bianca's legitimate. And that group could run a lot of things. And I think that group would be really good. And the way to me you get that group going is Eosky cashes in, beats Bianca, Bianca gets pissed, Again, she lost the second title in 20 seconds that she's lost in her career. And now she just has lost her mind. Yep. And now she aligns with the group. She beats EO Sky in a couple of months. She wins the title. And that group is off and running. I like that idea, especially in the case of the Prophets of Bianca Belair needing some sort of direction to kind of get them going. And they've, they've kind of been in their, in the same character for a while. Um, and so I think a fresh new start for, for, for all of them would be, would be something. And 
kind of do something similar to what, you know, Lashley did with, uh, you know, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander and, and, uh, and, and, and those guys. And uh, I think that could be something. Uh, I, I think that's something uh, to get behind. I think there's much more upside, as you mentioned in that group than there is in judgment day. Um, and so, that that'd be something I'd be behind. Actually, uh, I I wouldn't be opposed to it because Bianca Belair needs something, and it seems like they're teasing some sort of a heel turn here soon. So it wouldn't shock me, as you mentioned, Eo Sky cashes in. Maybe be, as you mentioned, Belair wins and cashes in, uh, and she gets cashed in on by Eo Sky, and that could be the the kickstart of the heel turn here, um, and 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 just brings a new direction for Belair because she really needs it at this point. Okay, so let's talk about Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. I really don't know what to make of this. Um, I don't. I still don't see how Damian Priest. I don't see how he's involved effectively. That doesn't mean he won't be involved. I just don't see how it's going to be effective. Tell me why you think this match can give us a little bit more. Like, from the creative point. Because I know Seth Rollins and Finn Balor can go. Mm-hmm. And, and I expect them to be able to do that. But I just don't know after it's over, is Damian Priest going to cost Finn Balor the win? Because he actually wants to cash in on... Like, where are they going with this after it's done? Because I can't imagine Finn Balor's winning. Yeah, me neither. I don't see Finn Balor winning here. I... I think this is going to be a by the books, you know, Damien Priest kind of gets involved in Balor's match and causes him to lose. Um, I, I know you mentioned these two could go, but the last match that they had was very much a wrestling match on the card where it wasn't bad and it wasn't great. They exchanged holds and they elevated uh, to, they, they didn't never reach another gear and then, and then the match ended. And so when they, when they want to, especially Seth, they could go, I do wonder at this point of his career, if Finn Balor is at that stage where he could have a really, really good match. Like we think he can, um, because he's older than you would think. And, uh, so I'm sure like from a, a crispness standpoint, moves executed standpoint, it'd be fine. But in terms of taking it to the next level from a, from an in-ring standpoint, I, I, I'm still kind of hesitant on that with both of these guys, especially Balor. But in terms of creatively, I think this will be a by the book story here where uh, Priest will get involved and it just causes some more dissension within the Judgment Day. And and Seth could continue on his reign as world heavyweight champion. All right. Um, do we care about Rousey and Baszler? I can't imagine. I can't imagine if Rousey's leaving, hmm. which it sounds like that's happening. Is is she really good? She'll just put Baser over and leave. I guess. I mean, that's. Uh, the, I don't. I don't really have many many strong. Like, if if they went all out with a gimmick, like a lion's cage match or whatever. What was the What was the gimmick that Owen Hart and Dan Severn were in many years ago? Oh my uh, god! Yeah. Like, like just go all the way out with it. Like that would at least get me to say this is wacky. I guess I'll have to see how this co- turns out. But it's gonna be MMA rules. Like I highly doubt we're getting any UWFI shoot style fighting going on in here. But um, I, I mean, I'm sure these two will have a match. If if there's any sort of definition of exchanging holds, an MMA rules match is gonna be the very definition of exchanging holds in this. So I don't know. This will be. I I there's a part of me that wonders if we're gonna get like a Goldberg Brock Lesnar WrestleMania 20 reaction here where people just boo Rousey because they're kind of done with her. Um so it should it's be a amazing. match of card. Th- that would amazing. be something. That would be a visual, especially in, in that Detroit crowd. Um, but uh yeah, I, I it will be a match, and I'm sure that I mean if you're gonna do an MMA rules match, these are the two wrestlers, I guess, to do an MMA rules match for. Um, what happened to the fight pit? Let's bring back the fight pit. Why wasn't that for either? Like, if you want to really like spice things up, let's bring back the fight pit. Put yeah. it for this match, or even the Cody Brock match. Yeah, I don't think. Well, for the Cody Brock match, yes. Um, I don't think Ronda's even willing to do that. I I don't think that they they believe they can get enough out of her in that spot to make it to make it good. Yeah. 
So, what else on the on the card before we go here? Uh, I guess uh, maybe oh, just the, quickly. the battle royal. Yeah, the battle royal. I mean, how are you feeling about this LA Knight push? Because he's getting big reactions. I I will say I seen how he's gotten over with his catchphrases and whatever. I'm shocked that you know years earlier they 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 cut him and and didn't see where he could go because uh, he was always a guy. However you feel about his in ring, he can cut a promo. I always thought he was like the perfect, he's the perfect WWE guy. And right. I just never understood why he was cut. Um, having said that, he's over. He's been taking a lot of losses. Like, I, I, at some point, you got to, like, yeah. start putting the rocket strap if you're going to push him. Uh, and this battle royal would be would be the place to do it. So, I don't know. Yeah, I kind of hope he loses because I'm not into him. But <laughs> I, I don't disagree with anything that you said. He's a WWE guy. They should have done this before. He's got the the mic skills and the body to be a perfect WWE guy. And they've they've screwed him up for a long time. And he has been taking a lot of losses. Um, he shouldn't lose again. But I kind of hope he does because I don't personally love him. Mm-hmm. I find him just a caricature of other guys, and I don't I don't see. I don't feel a ton of uniqueness from him. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like when I'm watching him, it's not just a little bit of Stone Cold and a little bit of The Rock and um, just a little bit of a lot of guys. But I don't feel that uniqueness to him. So I don't know. Like he's fine to me. He's there. He's a WWE guy. He can cut a promo. I don't think he's great in the ring, but. Whatever, a lot of guys aren't great in the ring, so um, that doesn't bother me as much. If they want, if you want to push him because the crowd's behind him, great. But ultimately, what do we know about what happens when a crowd gets behind you? Yeah, you can tell me about Daniel Bryan and Kofi yeah. Kingston, but yeah. I can tell you a lot more of the of the Sami Zayn's, yeah, Rusev, Damian Sandow. Uh, I could just go on and on. Yeah, some of the other ones. Of miss of missing the peak, and then they're never the same after that. So, um, sure, uh, <laughs> I, I guess I hope he wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he win? Yeah, sure. Like, <laughs> great. Um, but I am kind of looking forward to this card, uh, only because I'm intrigued with. For me, Cody Brock is intriguing. The main event is certainly. Uh, intriguing with Roman and Jay and I can get enough out of watching Logan Paul. I can get enough, uh, like hoping to get a little bit out of the women's match, hoping to get a little bit out of um, Finn and, and Seth that I can get by with this card going, you know what? It's not as bad as other cards. So show me what you can do now. Do you think there's a surprise? Before we go, it's SummerSlam, right? Like you yep. expect something big to happen. Is is the big thing Randy Orton? Uh that out of all, and that's probably the strongest possibility. If they want to do a surprise, would be Randy Orton. If uh, and and then as you mentioned, if if it's not going to be Gunter, or you want to save the Gunter stuff for later, and you want something else in between, you could do Cody Rhodes and 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 Randy Orton. Uh, that that to me would be the big surprise. Um, Otherwise, there's nothing. I mean, very slight possibility of the Rock maybe showing up, but I don't foresee that happening. Um, yeah, I, Gunther, I would have to Gunther is not on the card. No, Gunther's on the card. Fighting Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Yep. In the worst buildup ever. Yes. But these two will have an awesome match. That's the saving point. Right, but you're not putting the title on Drew. Nope. But but you should have done more with him when you brought him back and why he resigned in the first place. Yeah. So I, I'd be interested to see what they're going to do there. Um, you know, do they add a member of Imperium, which kicks off another feud for Drew McIntyre? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they need, I love watching Imperium, but I also think they need a stronger second guy. Mm-hmm. Because beating up on the other two 
all the time is like okay sure but like he brought in dragon off or somebody to be that guy against drew mcintyre then i could see it but yeah i think the um the randy orton surprise is probably the biggest thing that i think could happen to really be influential in that okay zach that's gonna do it that's it well don't be nervous okay <laughs> don't be nervous about go and kick some ass zach you deserve that spot so thank you looking forward to it and i hope i don't personally ruin it <laughs> yeah i will be uh, looking at the phone lines very hard to look for uh uh, Lever Sage's uh, phone number on the on the on the caller list. So, uh, no, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, yeah, it's uh, exciting. A little nervous, and uh, but uh, I think we got a fun show lined up for tomorrow, and uh, hopefully people will tune in, and uh, and yeah, hopefully uh, more to come after that. So, well, and just as we go back to our last episode, uh, I got a couple of notes saying that more like paul bearer and not terry funk yes you know what you're not that that note is not the only note i've received about that yeah being and, paul bearer yeah okay well zach maybe we should just t turn our attention to terry's not a big draw in belleville maybe paul bearer can be <laughs> okay. terry's draw everywhere how dare you terry funk's a draw everywhere because everybody loves terry funk everybody loves terry funk all right good luck Zach, and I know people will be listening to this and might have already happened, but uh, good luck. And then we will reconvene right after SummerSlam on Saturday night. So look forward to uh, recapping the event with you come Sunday or Monday. For sure. Looking forward to it. For Zach McGibbon, I'm Lever Sage. Thanks again for listening to This is Wrestling.